Hey, my fellow monkeys, what's up? Old Uncle Silverback here with you on the Armed Ape Podcast, the show where we review and talk about everything from guns, gear, and movies to life in general. Nothing is ever out of bounds. As always, everything we talk about has the end goal of making our lives better by cutting through all the marketing BS using logic, reason, and honest discussions. I look forward to hearing from you soon and to your participation in the show. Well, hello, my beautiful monkeys and my fellow travelers. What is going on? The show is dropping for you guys today. A little bit late, unfortunately, on Wednesday, which is the 25th of August, 2021. We are continuing our review of Mr. In-Between. This is Season 3, Episode 3. And again, this is the last season of the show. This is entitled All I Ever Wanted. Before we jump in with the show, let's go ahead and get our contact info posted. If you would like to contact me, I do have a couple of different ways that you can do that. We have the voicemail, which is area code 206-745-2731. And there you can call that up. You get about 90 seconds or so, and you can call it up multiple times. So again, 206-745-8APE1. Or if you would rather record your own audio, have me play it for you, or send an email and have me read it out for you on the show, the email address is thearmedape at gmail.com, all one word, thearmedape at gmail.com. If you go over to thearmedape.com, you'll find buttons for Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. If you would ever consider supporting the show financially, there is a donate button which is through PayPal, then you can just click on that and follow the on-screen prompts. If you'd like to support the show but would want to do it other than financially, I would ask maybe you go over to my YouTube channel and you can get through uh, to that through the website and subscribe or go ahead and tell some of your friends about the show. We'd like to get the numbers back up and going. And I'd like to, get again, get more of a sense of uh, community where we can have more people kind of call in and things like that. All right, that's enough of that stuff. Let's go ahead and jump in with the show. And like I said, we are on Season 3, Episode 3, entitled All I Ever Wanted. It opens up, it's at night, and we see Gary is out by a house. He climbs up onto a balcony and he looks in and he finds Tatiana. We think, oh, is she having an affair? Remember, Tatiana is, is his wife. And he does catch her with somebody, but it's not who he expects. It is another woman. Gary goes to climb down, and he's again up on on the second story balcony, but he gets kind of scared, and so he calls up Ray, and it's like, hey man, you got to come over and bring a ladder or a rope or something like that, and help me get down. Ray eventually uh, shows up over there, and uh, there's a bunch of kind of comical stuff. The uh, Tatiana and her girlfriend, and I can't remember her name, I, uh, I want to say maybe it's uh, something like Karen, but I, I don't think that's it. Uh, but anyway, they they hear kind of Gary out on the thing. They run out and they hit. She hits him and knocks him off of the balcony as he's climbing down. 
they think he's kind of like a peeping Tom. And then, of course, you know, Gary is like, oh, that's not cool, Tat, not cool. Gary tells Ray, oh, you know, the marriage is over. I pretty much just wanted to see, you know, kind of what was going on. Gary does kind of an interesting thing. He asks, he asks Ray, how long did it take for you to get over Allie? And then Ray says, who says that I have? You know, so we see, uh, you know, again, a lot of time in these type of shows, they'll maybe present the guy as, oh, either having no emotions or he moves on or he goes out and kind of tomcats around and all this other type of stuff. But uh, again, I think they do a, hmm, what do I want to say? A, a realistic job of showing that Ray still, while he understands that the relationship with Allie is over and it's not going to, it's not going to get back and they're not, you know, going to hang out or anything like that. He still has feelings for it and he still understands too. I think a part of it is when he asks him about, well, do you think you're going to, you know, are you over her? And I think he really misses sort of that genuineness of the, of the relationship that they had. Ray asks Gary, like, well, where are you staying? And Gary says, I'm staying, I think he says at Darby's. And I don't know what that is. I don't know if Darby's is maybe a friend of his or if it's kind of like a cheap hotel or, or, or that type of thing. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. They don't really ever say. And Ray says, well, hey, why don't you come over and stay at my place? I got the garage. You know, basically you can stay in there where, where Bruce used to stay. And Gary's like, nah, I don't want to do that. And he says, look, I spent, you know, $20,000 getting that thing all fixed up for Bruce. So it's just going to go to waste if you don't come over. And Gary says, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. So we cut to, again, it's hard to tell sometimes with the timeline of this stuff. Is it the next day? Is it a couple of days later? And we see that Ray is being taken out to a big yacht. And it owned, it is owned, excuse me, by a guy named Raphael. And this is the first time we're meeting him. Freddie is there too, so Freddie has kind of set up the, uh, if, well, we'll get to here in just a second. Ray goes on the boat, like I said, he meets, he meets Raphael, and Raph gives Ray some money, and then he asks Ray about, you know, what the job was, like, what did he, you know, how did it happen, and Ray says, oh, I used prison napalm, basically, you take boiling water and jam, and then you can throw it on somebody, and it kind of sticks, it makes it kind of sticky. And uh, you can tell this guy, Raph, is is kind of, mm, I don't know. He's got kind of a, how what would we call, sort of a bloodthirsty streak to him or a, a sadistic streak to him, I guess. Raphael is pretty pleased about that. And he offers Ray some caviar and Ray's like, what is that? And he's like, oh, it's caviar. And Ray's kind of like, nah, I don't want to try it. And he's like, well, all right, you know, you don't have to. So Raph, Raphael tells Ray, hey, I'm looking, I've got a small crew, but I'm looking to kind of, I'm looking to expand. And do you want to join my crew? And Ray, you know, politely declines basically tells him well you know i'm i'm uh i'm not a join a crew kind of guy i like to freelance and everything and then raps and he says you know and you know no no offense so again we see that ray um raf has treated ray with respect and so ray is going to treat him with respect and basically make sure that 
he's not going to make a an enemy out of somebody needlessly if he you know if he doesn't have to. And uh, so at the end of that, ref says, oh, you know, fair enough. And a lot of times when people maybe get the answer that they don't want, uh, the the term fair enough kind of comes up a lot. And that seems to be one of these things of like, oh, okay, yeah, well, you know, kind of like, all right, you know, makes sense or, you know, don't worry or, you know, I'm not offended, that type of thing. Raph goes on to tell Ray, he says, well, I may have some delivery work for you in the future. Ray says, anything you got, you can throw at me. And then Raph says, is there anything you won't do? And then they're kind of laughing and joking and, and Ray says, well, if the money's right, I'll do anything. And we have a little kind of comical scene where, uh, again, it shows maybe some of the differences between Freddy and Ray and and probably, I'd say, the different agendas that both men have. Raph says to Freddy, oh, go ahead and try the caviar. So basically, Freddy tries it. He doesn't really like it, but he pretends to like it. And they're kind of joking and making fun of him and... Ray's like, it's okay if you hate it. You don't have to pretend to like it. So anyway, they kind of bust Freddy's balls a little bit there. So anyway, the next scene we pick up, uh, Ray is picking up Brittany, and he meets his ex-wife out front. And again, they get along just fine. There's really no animosity or anything like that. She tells Ray, oh, Brittany has a boyfriend. And he's like, what? She's 12. And he's like, yeah, I know, I know she's 12. And she said, they just kind of hang out. They don't really do anything. Brittany comes out and she's kind of being a little sullen. She just goes and gets in the car and then kind of Ray and his ex-wife just kind of exchange a knowing glance. The next scene we cut to, it's dinner time with Ray and Brittany. And Brittany asks, well, why is Gary here? They talk a little bit about like, you know, what's the difference between divorce and separation? And then they kind of talk a little bit about Oh, I guess relationships for Ray. And I wanted to go ahead and play that clip here. Hey, Dad. All right. How come Uncle Gary's staying here? He split up with his wife. He got divorced? Separated. What's the difference? Um, well, separated's kind of like you're not divorced yet, but you don't live together. Get divorced, then get married again. Um, you know, they meet somebody else, fall in love, you know. Are you ever going to get married again? Yeah, if I meet the right person, maybe. I don't know. I've never been lucky in relationships. And... Why? Some people are, some people aren't, you know. Mm -hmm. I think I'm just destined to be on my own. I'm not going to get married. Hmm. We well, don't have to. I'm just going to have lots of boyfriends. Hmm. Do what you want. As soon as you turn 30. 30? I'm not waiting until I'm 30. I'll be old. Oh. <clears throat> 29 then. And the reason I like playing some of these clips is because it does sort of demonstrate the way that Ray interacts with Brittany. Uh, you know, he's still her father and everything, but I the, the way that he treats her, he treats her pretty much like an adult. Uh, anyway, I, 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 uh, I liked the thing where he talks about how also he may be destined to be alone. And again... 
He's not going to go into the details of it with Brittany, but it's primarily because he feels if I meet somebody who's a relatively normal person, somebody that I could have around my daughter, the relationship is going to be doomed to failure because that person is not going to be part of the criminal world. And if they are part of the criminal world, I probably don't want them around Brit. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things where he's probably, as long as she's in the picture, he may think, well, you know, she's 12 now, but maybe in another five, six years when, you know, by the time she's 17 or, you know, 18, something like that, and is a little bit older, then I could maybe have somebody who I wouldn't have to worry so much about now. We cut to, it's it's a, a day or so later, Ray is getting into his car and he's in front of like a, like a pharmacy or a drugstore type thing. As he's getting into his car, Allie comes walking out and she yells at him like, Oi! And Ray sees her and he's like, oh my goodness. And he's, uh, he's pretty happy to see her. We see that she's pregnant. She says that she is 18 weeks uh, pregnant, which is what, about uh, four and a half months, something like that, maybe five, something. Let's go ahead and we'll play the clip here of their interaction. <laughs> it's a baby. Well, I didn't want to sign anything just in case you got fat. Thanks. It's good of you. How far along are you? Um, uh, eight, 18 weeks. Wow. Mm. Boy? Girl? Uh, we don't want to know. Fair enough, yeah. Did you know with Brett? Uh, well, I had to. I had to know, so. Yeah, you don't like the surprises, do you, Ray? Nah, certainly don't. How is Brett? Yeah, she's good, you know. 12 going on 20. I miss that kid. Yeah, she misses you too, so. How's Brucey? Um, Brucey passed about um, three months after we split up. Fuck. So, yeah. I... Uh, shit, um, sorry. Oh, look, no, look, it's for the best. I mean, you know, he was, um, you know, he went downhill pretty quick and he wasn't happy so you know it was it was for the best thing yeah. so about you 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 happy you look happy <laughs> yeah 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 you know yeah i i am i'm happy it's good you happy i'll get there you know Oh, you lived. All right, well, good to see you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you're happy, darling. It's all our morning. Huh? Take care of yourself. Yeah, you too. There's a lot of stuff that goes on in that scene. One of the things is when he asks her, are you happy? You look happy. And she's like, yeah. And then he, and then she asks him, she asks Ray, well, are you happy? And he's like, eh, you know, I'll get there. Uh, again, I think he probably could have been happy with Allie. I don't know with Ray's nature if he ever could have. And I, I think maybe he could have uh, as time goes forward, but I don't know that he could have sort of reined in his nature, his more violent nature. And I think probably he could have. 
but I don't know if the if the time it would take for the relationship between he and Allie to be successful, I don't know if that would have happened because, you know, he's, since he's in the criminal world, he kind of comes and goes at odd hours. He, you know, does all sorts of things. He could be going in and out of jail. And the first time she finds out what he really does, and it's going to be over. And he, you know, he understands that and he knows that. We cut to, um, the next scene. I think that's about all I want to say on that. Um, the line where we get uh, Ray speaks the line, which is the title episode when she says that she's happy and he's like, that's all, what do you say? That's, that's all I ever wanted or doll. That's all I ever wanted. Something like that. So, uh, also I guess one last thing is it's interesting how they kind of pick back up real quick. So they have that sort of easygoing nature with one, one and another. So it's almost like, you know, it's like picking, it's like, uh, Jumping back on a bicycle after a lot of years, you know, it just, it's, it's natural. Uh, so anyway, we cut to the next scene. Ray has come home. Brittany is sitting on the couch and there's another, there's a boy with her and they're just kind of watching TV. And this is her, you know, quote unquote boyfriend, Adrian. Uh, and they, you know, they kind of have some, uh, some comical stuff there. The next scene we get is it's at nighttime and Ray gets a call and it's actually from the police and they're say, they're telling him, hey, we've got your dad down here. And Ray's like, well, I don't really have much to do with him. And it, it's, it's important in that I think, again, we don't know how what the timeline is. We know that with Allie, there's some clues that it's probably been close to maybe, what would we say, about a year uh, you know, unless Allie had some kind of whirlwind romance. And then we know that it was, it's been at least three months. And if she's four and a half months pregnant, we'd say it's been at least seven probably. And again, like I said, probably closer to a year. Uh, and I think it, it's about a year uh, timeline wise, because we see Brits getting a little older too, with her age, you know, they, they mentioned that she's 12 and stuff. And so I think that helps us to give us a little bit of a timeline. Getting back to uh, the point that I was making is that it's been a while, and we see that one of the things that Bruce wanted Ray to do was to be able to let go of some of the stuff in the past with their father, and we see that at this point, at least, that Ray has not been able to do that. Anyway, he gets a call from the police. He ends up going down to the police station because they say, hey, somebody's got to come pick him up. He gets down there. The cops are kind of, or, or I guess the desk cop is kind of jerky a little bit kind of like passive-aggressive type stuff. A female cop comes out, and she is, you know, fine with Ray. She takes him back to where Bill is, and as they're going back, she explains that Bill had, uh, there was an accidental fire in Bill's apartment, and he's, you know, he's fine. He wasn't hurt or anything, but they just need him to kind of take custody of him. Ray goes in to get Bill, and Bill doesn't recognize Ray, and he's like, who are you? And Ray says, I'm your son. And he's like, you're my son? And he's like, yeah, come on, mate. And as they're going out, Bill looks at him and is like, Brucey? And, you know, so we can see that that Bill's cognitive ability has declined and he is probably in some type of Alzheimer's or dementia. Ray brings Bill back to Ray's house. And Bill is kind of confused, and he's like, well, this isn't my house. I want to go to my house. And he's like, well, we can't go tonight. you got to stay here. And he meets Gary, and he says to Gary, he's like, oh, are you my son too? And Gary's like, 
No, but I can be if you want. And Bill's like, oh, I like this guy. You're a good lad. Rago kind of goes off to the uh, other part of the kitchen. And Gary is like, oh, here, you know, sit down. You can watch TV. You can do this. You can do that. And he kind of interacts kindly with, uh, with Bill. Gary then goes over to Ray and asks him, well, hey, what are you going to do? And he says, well, I got to call social services and, you know, have them come take care of him. And then Gary's like, look, I know you guys had your differences, but this is your father. And Ray's like, you know, I, he need, he set his apartment on fire. He needs somebody to be around him 24 hours. I can't, you know, I can't do that. I can't be here all the time. Gary's kind of like, well, you know, okay, fair enough. And then, you know, Ray's, and then one of the Indian lines Ray says is, and it's not my problem. So again, we see that Ray still has a lot of um, resentment and probably some hostility toward his father. But I do think that with Ray seeing signs of the dementia, it's sort of, it's given him kind of pause and he's thinking about stuff a little bit different. So the next scene we cut to, we see Ray hears some noise. He's, he's woken up and it's about 1.39 on his digital, on his clock. He goes out and he finds Gary. Uh, when he goes out of his room, he looks and he sees that the front door is open and he's got his gun. He comes around and he points his gun at Gary and Gary's just, you know, in the kitchen. He's drinking some milk or some juice or something like that. And he sees that the front door is open and he asks Gary, hey, did you come in through the front door? And he's like, no. He goes into Brittany's room, Ray does, and the bed is empty. So that's where Bill was staying because Brittany's not with him. Ray says to Gary, oh, my old man's gone on walkabout. And they go off searching for him. Ray goes down the street and he sees Bill and he's walking down the street and he's naked. And then Ray comes up to him. Bill is like, oh, I'm burning up. I'm hot. I'm burning up. I'm burning up. And then you see that Ray... At, at this point, there is an actual, you can kind of see it in his face. There is a, an emotional shift, I think, with, with Ray and Bill. And I'm not saying that he's like, you know, forgives them for everything or anything like that. But he sees, oh, this maybe isn't the same, the same person. And so you, we see kind of Ray's compassion. Ray takes off his, his uh, shirt that he had on and he wraps it around Bill's waist. And then they... He's like, I can't have you out here walking around in your birthday suit. And then they start walking back toward the house, and then it, it kind of fades off into the into the uh, into black. And so that's it for this episode. And I know we went probably a little, maybe a little quicker here and there. I don't know. Maybe we'll be right around probably that uh, thirty minute mark once everything's all said and done in between, like 25, 30 minutes, something like that. You know, an interesting thing. I still. When I was listening to some this thing, I was kind of listening through the, uh, had the computer going through the mixer and then the mixer going into the microphone. And I've remarked on it before, but I really do like the sound design. There is a lot of stuff where normally you just wouldn't hear anything or they would filter it out and come back in ADR, but they do a lot of natural sound on this show, which I really, I really like quite a bit. So that is going to be it for this episode. You know, we're seeing that kind of, um, this is another episode where I think maybe it's a little bit of groundwork where we're seeing some kind of major changes that are happening and how are those things going to affect Ray going forward in the show. So again, if you would like to contact me, I would love to hear from you. You can do the voicemail, which is 206-745-2731, or you can send in your own email or your own audio to 
thearmedape at gmail.com. All right, my beautiful monkeys and my fellow travelers, I will talk to you next time.